Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. Hey man, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Happy 4th of July week. Happy 4th of July week to all our American listeners. And, uh... Happy Canada week. Happy, yeah, for happy... Canada Day was, uh, yesterday. Oh, was it really? Oh. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, happy... Maple syrup, uh, was first discovered 200 years ago. <laughs> Is that so? Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Maple syrup's <laughs> great. I love maple syrup. Me too. And Jemima. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fake maple syrup guy. I think the majority of people are unless you've like consistently tasted real maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, the consistency is totally different. Well, it's totally different. And like I get Aunt Jemima is just like, this kind of tangent. I get it's not real yeah. syrup because it's pretty much all corn syrup. Yeah. But I, I like I could drink it. Oh, no, I know. Not actually, but, like, but just like, real syrup is just, like, it's a little runny. I don't know. I love yeah. I love the, the thick. I feel like Andrew Mimo, like, when I do it, like, she's just, like, wrapping her arms around me, giving just me giving a hug. Just giving a big old hug. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And it's just, <laughs> I, yeah, I 100% agree. It's just one of those things that, like, it's become such a staple as far as, like... Oh, so American. Oh, what kind of, what do you put on... Oh, so American. What do you put on your pancakes? Andrew Mimo. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's my lady. Yeah. Not a Miss Butters Miss Buttersworth. No. Not for me. I'm an I'm an Andrew Mima. <laughs> but um, real maple syrup, it's like super like it's thin. It's not like yeah, no, it's, it's not thick. It's uh, it's runny. Yeah, it's runny. It's thin. It's it's uh, it's more sugary. It's got a sugar taste mm-hmm. instead of like a processed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just sits in your stomach. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and uh, any other nationalities? Uh, happy whatever day you celebrate. <laughs> whatever time of year that is. I'm not I'm not up to date on all my... South America. It's the uh, middle of winter. It is. Yeah. That's I guess right. the whole southern hemisphere for that matter. I always forget about that, man. I always forget about that. Yeah, Australia, it's the middle of winter. So. But it's probably like 75 Oh, in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're chilling. Yeah, they're hanging out. Um, so, well, what's new with you? Any updates? Um, not really. You went camping the other week. Wow. Any updates? <laughs> <laughs> not really. That's a lie. That's a... Um, so I, I booked a camping trip. It was yeah. supposed to be for, for Eric and I and some of our other friends. Um, so that didn't go super well. I wow. had accidentally booked a, a campsite that was hammock camping only. Um, so no no tents. It made it very clear that tents were not allowed. So I had to borrow a hammock from one of our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it the, one of the biggest struggles of hammock camping, I found, was my sleeping bag. When I, I was in a super good... I didn't do a, a great job preparing for this camping trip. Okay. I My sleeping bag was more of a blanket, so, like, it wasn't zipped up. Yeah. But the way I was laying in the hammock, like, your head and then your body, it's like a banana. You know, you yeah. get down and then your feet are back up. Well, the blanket kept coming off of my feet since they were more elevated than oh, my torso. Oh, no. So I woke up four times throughout the night because my feet were cold, uh, covered in bug bites. I left my can opener at work. Um, mm. crushed a ton of hot dogs. Yeah. Forgot lighter fluid. So I used bug spray, which was smart. 
Um, it was brutal, though. That's, yeah, that's a rough go of it. I'm not, uh... I'm, I still have bug bites. There's a bug bite. No, I'm sure. One on my, on my butt and the other one on my thigh that's just like... I'm just still itching. I, I will also... I'm terrible at itching bug bites. Oh, dude. I will itch. I hate it. Hate it. Um... So that was camping. Yeah. Um, love camping. All about outdoors. It was very uh, relaxing mm-hmm. until the sleeping bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it was tough out there. There were a lot of moments where I was just like, ah, there's a reason we don't do this anymore. There's a reason that we built permanent structures and don't sleep under the stars with ants and spiders and everything else that I got this bitten is, by. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I was all in until the hammock, Tip. and I just... I like the outdoors, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that. It I was, was a cool experience, like, sleeping under the stars. Um, I'm happy I did it yeah, for the yeah. experience. Probably not something I'll do again. And it's a little tough. I mean, obviously people do it, but camping in the summer is a different camp it's a different sort of camping just because you know you're just gonna be sweating a lot especially down here super humid i mean yes yes i spent all day mostly sitting because of humidity well i didn't want to sweat and then not shower and just be gross so Mm -hmm. understandable um yeah so Sweet. that that was camping. That was <laughs> that was the adventure. That was the adventure. Um, it was it was really nice. That was convenient. Um, being in, in Tennessee is really nice as compared to California. Um, you can drive like thirty minutes almost in any direction and be at yeah like a campground. Um, so that's really cool. For those of you who have a hammock, um, maybe try it out at home where there's always an option Pest just to out. come inside. Yeah. Um, driving an hour away from home and then just being <laughs> all in on it. Uh, I Hey, that's probably the good part because you didn't, you weren't going to turn back. Nope. Nope. There was no going back. Yeah. yeah. Um, positive takeaways. It, it happened. It's yes. something I'll remember. For sure. And um, it was peaceful when I was awake. And you know what to do better next time. I do. I've learned something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. (laughs) You learn something. Next time we're going to use tents. (laughs) It was funny. Eric texted me during the week and he's like, hey, is there there like a fire pit? Like, what are the amenities? So I went where I, like went online, like scrolled down to the amenities and at the very bottom it says, hammock camping only. Tents like are strictly like not permitted, and I just put my head in my hands and just like, what have I done? I think Kyle's next text message was, "Oh dude, oh dude, I messed up," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, what'd you do?" I thought you like forgot to book it, like you just didn't press like confirm or something. But uh, no. Good old fashioned tent camping. Good old fashioned. Or hammock camping. Hammock camping. Excuse yeah. me. Well. Yeah, well, we'll do, I, the fall, I feel like, is the ideal camping time. I feel like that's camp season. Bugs are kind of away. Kind of cool. I, w- I would say that's more of an ideal Yeah. yeah. Uh, ideal camp time, for yeah, sure. Yeah, campfire, have so, a sweater September. on. Yeah, Yeah, that was that was not my experience. Roasting the, <laughs> roasting the marshmallows. That was like, do I take my sweatshirt off and get bitten everywhere yeah. like am I going to be too hot is it because it's humid super humid right now it was all around just mm. uh I felt like survivor man there for like yeah three hours when I didn't have lighter fluid it took me like 30 minutes to light the fire just looking around what I was just like what do I do yeah. Yeah. but I used the bug spray which is great bug spray bug spray is uh very flammable I can imagine yes yes um probably not the safest but no, gotta do what you gotta do. I would recommend if you're <laughs> under the age of eighteen, definitely don't do that. Don't don't yeah don't do that. Well, cool. Excited to see what the next camping trip looks like. Yeah, hopefully and, uh, a little more uh, like you said a uh, 
Hopefully I've learned something. Hopefully hopefully you learned <laughs> something. Well cool. Um anything new with you? Uh got a new job. Congratulations. Um, yeah, job yeah. guy. Thank you, thank you. Um yeah, it's just, it is nice. It is always nice to make some money. It's actually pretty interesting. It's a it's in healthcare. I don't really need to give any details, but um yeah, so I started that the other week, and um, it's going good so far. Going up to New York in a couple weeks. Um, that should be fun. Business trip. Big Apple. Yeah, business trip. Oh, a big Apple. A big Apple. Uh, we've talked about this before, but New York always amazes me. Just the amount of people, mm-hmm. everything going on there. There, um, in the United States at least, there's really nothing. Obviously, there's nothing like it. No, And no. it's crazy that there is just like one city that is New York and all those cities are like kind of comparable. Like people say LA is New York if you were to like put a rolling pin over it just because it's so far like spread out. Yeah, yeah. But I think what's at least what's fascinating to New York about me is that when it was being built up I feel like it was just like so long ago. You feel like it was so long ago that it was being built up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I agree. Like, you see those pictures of those construction workers eating lunch on a beam, like, 17 stories up. Oh, I do. That's, that, that stuff freaks me out. I, I, yeah. I'm not good with heights, and that freaks me out. But, yeah, it's, no, it's true. Dude, yeah, I mean, the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, mm-hmm. just explosion. Yeah. Yeah, all the building. Um, really a great time for industry. You know, no, like, labor unions or, like, workers' rights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's very true. I wonder what. Yeah, I really just look, a, a prime time to build up. You know, just, one of the biggest cities in the world. <laughs> lots of unruly fans. Lots of unruly fans. Just well, everyone was trying to make make it make it. Oh, oh, they yeah. They had come in from Ellis Island, and it was like, give me a job. I can, I I, I have to do what, what do you need me to do? Yeah, what do you need me to do? I can do anything. And I, you know, some people got up and built. And then we birthed New York. <laughs> and then we birthed New York. No, it, it is true. Be, well, dude, I mean, Ellis Island, like, has to be the, uh, uh, the reason New York is so big. Mm-hmm. Just because everybody went in there. That's where you went. That really must have been just a wild time. Dude, just wild. Dude, just people coming from, like, so many countries. What? Uh, I can't remember. What What caused all those people to influx at like one... Was there a depression in Europe? Um, I don't... Well, I know... Well, the Irish... Uh, the potato famine. Classic. Late 1800s, I classic believe. Classic potato famine. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge reason the Irish came. Um, Italy... I think it was just like a matter of like... Then it's it's the new it's the new world like it's a new place to be uh-huh. like and you know you can imagine like maybe like uh, maybe a a family goes over or like maybe a husband goes over gets a job oh, writes back to his family you know two years later just because everything is so slow uh, right sends money over with uh, potato famine quick uh quick. Quick research from the stats department. Stats department. Um, crop failure, uh, taxes, job shortages, yeah, uh, and famine. Many Same. came to the U.S. because it was perceived as a land of economic opportunity. God bless America. God bless America. <laughs> Westward expansion. All the good, the good and the bad things. Um, well, I mean, well, 12 million immigrants arrived in the United States between 1870 and 1900. Wow. Uh, during the 1870s and 1880s, a vast majority of these were from Germany, Ireland, uh, and England. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, so you had Germany, Ireland, England, you had some of those Eastern European countries where people were fleeing like... Oh, dude, like Poland. Yeah, like Poland and... I do Jewish people were fleeing persecution. I imagine there are other religions as well. Man, I know we've talked about it before. The Jewish people have just had a go of it since Moses. Those people, huh, they just have had really have, a people without. I mean, Israel's yeah 
we're you know given to them after World War Two, but they have just been on the run. Yeah, just on the move. They have. Uh, speaking of New York, this this stat kind of popped out to me. Uh, more than seventy percent of all immigrants entered through New York City, which became known as the Golden Door. Mm. Golden Door. Wow, 70%. it's quite a picture. Um, just going back to like the the Jews for a second. Um, it is it is crazy how rough of a go mm-hmm. they've had. Persecuted literally well, at every turn. They, yeah, they 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 moved to Europe, and then you have the you had the Catholics and the Roman, the Roman Catholics and all that long long history, and then yeah, dude, they got persecuted by whatever religion, Protestants, Catholics. I don't know. I mean, so I assume both. Did. Pretty, pretty much everyone. Pretty much whoever. Yeah, they were they were blamed for many things, but. Um, Dude, and then they move, and then they move back to the Promised Land in uh, in Israel, modern day Israel. Developed a, a country, a state, and it's just so crowded there. It really, it really. And really they is. live right next to people who don't like them. It. Yep. And well, I mean that, and that's been going on forever. Um, yeah. It is crazy to me that there's one point in the world that is the hub of, like, three major religions. I know, right? And because <laughs> of the do- Dome of the Rock is, you know, where, according to Muslims, where Muhammad yeah. ascended into heaven. Yeah. You got Jews, Christians, and Arabs just living... Catholic. Christians. Yeah. Ca- yeah. And in Jerusalem. It, yeah. it really is. Um... So the city's divided up into a couple different parts. And yeah, I've never is, been. You've been. Yeah. Uh huh. It really is um, fascinating to me yeah. that it's just that the the three three of the largest religions in the world are just all uh, just hanging out, coexisting. Yeah. Co- doing our best. Yeah. Some of us are doing our best. Some of them. Yeah. So, man. Well, that was a good little rant we had. <laughs> um, so, we got a couple, a uh, couple cool stories actually. Um, I don't know. I these stories, um, these stories have to do with like exploration in the early days, and um, yeah, I was just like, I don't know. I was just thinking about like what kind of like, like imagine like you were a explorer, like you even before Columbus, even because there were Lake Erickson. Yes. Yes. They think the Chinese... Actually, they may have found out. I can't remember. But they think the Chinese landed in California. I believe that. Yeah, I, mean, I could definitely see it. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I was just thinking, like, what weird things would you see if you were, like, coming from Europe and landing in, like, South America mm-hmm. or so, wherever? And so, um, so f- initially, I came across this story of... Um, Magellan. So Magellan uh, started an expedition to sail around the world. He didn't make it. He got killed. But I believe he was. Uh, was he eaten? He might have been eaten. I, I he might he have been by. eaten. Uh, but yes, he got killed. I believe in like the modern day Polynesia. God, that's if awesome. I'm correct. That's so close. Yeah, yeah. There's a I've I've heard the story of how it happened, but I just can't remember off the time ahead. But yeah, he I think he, he got killed. Philippines. Okay, so right close. In the Philippines. Yeah, um, I think it was like he was trying to negotiate two tribes or something, and one ended up killing him. Oh, Magellan Magellan was killed by a poison arrow during a skirmish. Mm, okay, there you go. Uh, in what is now the Philippines. It is crazy how many explorers there were and that was that was like the thing to that was like the celebrity like if you oh, were I know. Yeah. if you were an explorer you've peaked height like yeah. celebrity status it is true god what is crazy and it's so crazy because a lot of those guys just like never came back Obviously, because I mean, you're no, yeah. I mean, you get lost at sea, dude. No one knows where you. What happened to you? It's. I'll. I'll bring it up because it's yeah. in one of the articles later. But wow, talk about getting lost at sea. <sighs> yeah, seriously. 
Um, okay, so yeah, so before Magellan got killed, he, um, so their route took them down, um, along the south of South America near, um, what is now Patagonia, and while they were there, legend has it, um, that between the years, so... Let me get a little more fair. Between the years of uh, 1519 and 1522, Magellan embarked on his famous voyage. Um, Magellan was given five vessels. Um, one leg of their voyage took them out across the vast ocean to Patagonia. Um, and it was here that they came across, um, apparently, a race of giants. Big people. Big guys. Um... So, the expedition had an official chronicler, chronicler, Antonio Pigafetta, and um, as they approached the shores of Patagonia, they witnessed P uh, one person of enormous stature, um, apparently dancing on the beach, and uh, throwing dust over its head. So, they sent, they sent a lone guy up to this mysterious human and upon arriving um, the man began to mimic the giant's movement and there's actually a little excerpt here from um, what happened so it says that, uh, Magellan sent one of our men to the giant so that he might perform the same actions as a sign of peace having done that the man led the giant to an uh, an island where the captain general was waiting when the gym the captain general is Magellan uh, when the giant was in the captain the captain's presence uh, he marveled greatly and made signs with one finger raised upward believing that we had come from the sky it was so tall he was so tall that we reached only to his waist and he was well proportioned So a couple things from that. Um, yeah. In the in the article, it says at the time uh, these explorers would probably have been around the low, like five foot, like yeah. five, four, five, 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 two. So these, you know, if you go up to someone's waist, these people are like ten feet tall. Yep, around ten feet. Also, title Captain General, pretty sweet. Pretty good title. You are putting two <laughs> of the most powerful titles together. <laughs> And yeah. you are both of them. Not only are you the captain of the ship, but you're also the general. Right. I mean, I guess if you have... I guess it's a, it's a fleet. If you it's have a fleet. five ships. Yeah, yeah. You are... I'm just saying. Head honcho. Something to aspire to. Yeah. Being captain general. Yeah, yeah. So, um, after this initial meeting... Um, the explorers uh, apparently gave the, the human... Food. Um, I thought this is funny that um, the giant looked in a mirror and was absolutely terrified at what he saw. Um, I sometimes do the same thing. <laughs> Classic. Uh, when, yeah. you, when you open the front facing camera. Yeah, man. It's the <laughs> worst. Hate it. So, um, apparently, they were also able to make contact with the rest of the creature's tribe. And at first, they were on good terms, slowly gaining the trust of uh, these individuals, even even um, eating and hunting with them. But um, as Europeans mainly did, they messed things up quite quickly. Predictable outcome here. Yep. And uh, they tried to capture some of them to bring them home. You know, just the natural thing you would do. Classic. So apparently two of the giants were captured and did not survive the long journey back to Spain. Um, so that it means that they just didn't have evidence. This is all a story. Um, but the story made it back, uh, as we've stated by the official chronicler of the journey. Um, so yeah, I imagine like them going back home and just like spreading this as like wildfire. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The ones that survived. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you go on a, a trip around the world, you better have... Some good stories. I, yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I imagine this spread like wildfire. And it's something tangible. If you... I thought about this, and if you have a story, and let's say you were the first person to see a... Um, you know, Darwin went to the Galapagos and saw all these new species of, of whatnot. That is hard to, like, explain for someone who's never seen a turtle. I don't know how you describe that to someone. Mm-hmm. But if you say that you saw a version of you, but was double the size, <laughs> easy to spread. Very easy to spread. Yeah. Well, cause also they, intriguing. Very intriguing. Because you, you, you got the human, you know what the human looks like, mm-hmm. but, and then people picture it like, just huge. Double. Just so big. So um, now this this is this wasn't the only instance of uh, so-called giants being spotted. Uh, in 1579, Sir Francis Drake's um, ship chaplain Francis Fletcher wrote of these giants, which were said to be around 10 feet tall. Um, in the 1590s, explorer Anthony Nivet um, also claimed that during his time in Patagonia, he had seen some dead bodies of these supposed giants which were estimated, he said, around 12 feet. Um, and there was another account from an, ex- an English explorer, William Adams, who claimed that his expedition had actually been attacked by uncommonly large natives while rounding uh, Tierra del Fuego, which is that very pointy part of mm-hmm. South America at the bottom, closest to Antarctica. Um, I imagine by the time William Adams got there that they were just fed up with people showing up <laughs> and the first people they saw <laughs> attack on they, attack on site they just started launching just giant rocks or whatever that's what I'm picturing but um, who knows um, yeah and uh, apparently this like just kept fueling the fire that Patagonia was the land of giants and uh, in 1615, Dutch circumnavigator William Schouten and Jacob Lemaire claimed to have come across a mysterious grave that was filled with the bones and remains of strange beings that would have been around 11 feet. Um, and in 1766, there was a, a report from Commodore John Byron, who had circumnavigated the world in the vessel called the Dolphin. And he had come across a tribe of enormous natives in Patagonia that measured an average of nine feet and as tall as twelve feet. So, pretty common theme for yeah. Patagonia. Yeah. Um, Patagonia, though, I will say, is a very mysterious-looking place. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. It's gorgeous. But quite remote. Tall mountains, remote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently there was a Patagonian tribe called the Tehuelche, who have some of the tallest average heights in the world, commonly exceeding six feet and reaching over seven. Um... It should be noted that they would certainly have towered over these five foot something mm-hmm. uh, Native American or sorry Europeans, um, who, as you stated, typically stood at the low end of five feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I can imagine. I know, like, sometimes when I've seen people for the first time, Mm -hmm. they are a lot more... I perceive them as Mm -hmm. more intimidating and... Oh, absolutely. And, like, I remember a guy I played soccer with in high school who was the same class as me, but he was just, like, more physically developed than everyone, Mm -hmm. and I thought he was a senior. I treated him like a senior for, like... Two, three weeks. I, like, didn't talk to him because I was intimidated. And then, like, I figured out... Because he was, he was sort of quiet. And then I figured out he was, like... Your age. Yeah, and he yeah. was, like... Uh, he was a pretty good friend of mine in high school, so... We have a we have a friend, Seth, who is seven foot? Or yeah, maybe six, 11, six, 11 and a but, half or something. Yeah. And he um he said people come up to him all the time. Yeah. And, and like, basically ask to, like, take pictures or ask, like, how tall he is. And this is just, like... There are a lot of, not a lot of seven feet people, but like 
I don't know, like more yeah. probably, <laughs> you know, like more <laughs> than none. No, no, agreed, agreed. Well, yeah, especially, and I mean, especially like, if you're around, like if you're a basketball player, mm-hmm. you're going to see people that are... Yeah, oh, our friend Seth plays, like, plays basketball. Yeah, he's a basketball player. Are like 6'4 or taller. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, especially if you, I mean, play oh, dude, a, a, a small A small point guard is like 6'3, 6'4, 6'5. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's all relative. Mm-hmm. But um, just adding on to that, they say that like people are getting bigger. Like on today, today. Yeah, like the average is better. Nutrition's a little rising. better than yeah, fifteen fifty four. I would hope so. In a little more meat. A little more nutrition. Probably sleep, sleep better. I wonder what sleep was like back then. I wonder how much. The, Maybe that's why people are so mad all the time. <laughs> just like malnourished. <laughs> Didn't sleep well. Their bodies just hurt all the time. Seriously. Um, I wonder how much of our growth is due to the hormones we put in Mm. food. Well, I mean, that's a theory that I've read before. The hormones that are in, like, uh, meat. Yeah. Um, I've read that as well. That is a cause of, like, um, people... uh, male and female like um reaching puberty earlier really yeah because of the hormones do you think i could hit like second puberty if i just ate hamburgers for like yeah it's like like a midlife puberty (laughs) you just have a midlife crisis Um, you just like i'm still waiting to hit like a growth spurt so you just like grow a second genitalia not quite what no, I was that's thinking. not oh okay i was talking about maybe like three more inches oh maybe okay. I'm you were talking one. height oh okay I mean, two inch zero. Hey, <laughs> if I could hit six one by eating hamburgers or enough processed meat, yeah. I would honestly strongly consider it. <laughs> Dude, I agree, man. Six foot is like, it's just, it's that like point. Oh, I know. It's so, yeah. it's so, so Eric and I are both around five, five ten. Five ten, yeah. Five, um, and we have a couple taller friends that are like six three. Was Grayson six? Four. Yeah, he's a, he's tall. Got and there's a there's a picture of us and I'm standing in between our two tall one six three mm-hmm. and one six four and I am just like five ten is perfectly normal. <laughs> no reason to take notice about how short I look. I know. Totally I normal know. height going on right here. We're good. Hey, it's all <laughs> it's all relative, right? Oh, yeah. And I would love to be six. I six six one. My dad's six two. I just didn't get I just didn't get my family's height. My sister got the height. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. What are you going to do, baby? What are you going to do? Um, so there are a couple more accounts that I would like to note. Um, there is one of a Spanish conquistador uh, and explorer, Panfilo de Navaez, and he was part of a disastrous failed invasion of northern Florida. And um, that Sounds miserable. Yeah, dude, knowing, <laughs> knowing Florida right now, it's just an absolute tragedy <laughs> Except if unless you're on the coast I can only imagine <laughs> what Florida looked like in whatever 16 whatever you see that and you're just like oh god yeah I couldn't yeah. imagine yeah could not uh, imagine yeah so anyway he yeah he that that failed a bunch of his men died and um Oh, this is the Lost at Sea I was talking about. So this guy, Alec Eric said, a ton of his men died, and they were trying to reach Mexico. Yeah. So they built a raft, um, underestimated how close Mexico was to Florida, and built a raft and tried to just raft to Mexico Mm. from Florida Mm. across the Gulf of Mexico, which they reference in this this excerpt as... uh, (laughs) We attempted to cross the large lake, and we came under some heavy attack from many giant Indians uh, behind trees. He just describes kind of the attacks. Um, wow. So when I brought up being lost at sea, yeah. could you imagine trying to, to sail in a raft from Florida to Mexico? No, man. No. I No, I could not. Knowing the vastness of the Gulf of Mexico, there is no way. 
But you know what they say, ignorance is bliss <laughs> until you're in the middle of a gulf. Um, but I'll tell you what, when you see land, you are absolutely ecstatic. I can't imagine how how, how like thirsty those dudes were. Oh, dude. dude. Hold on, so let's say, let's, let's put them in North Florida. Let's put them in Pensacola. The okay. farthest, pretty much west you can go. And we want to go to Mexico. It's modern day Mexico. Here we go. We're putting them right on the border of Mexico. Going to Cancun for spring break. Um, so it's a 13 hour drive, which would be a dude, 13 hour drive, like a six hour flight. Okay. Is that right? trying to think 13 hours I don't know 6 hours seems a little long dude like a 5 hour flight I'm thinking maybe like 3 oh wow yeah it's a 5 hour flight from Tennessee to LA to Tennessee yeah or a 4 and a half probably 2 and a half three dude hours. still a 3 hour flight and they yeah. did it in a raft they're in a raft in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> yeah wild well this guy um Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca um which I'm pretty sure is head of I think it's Cabeza de Vaca is head of a cow I'm pretty sure of, uh, check that out for me I'm pretty sure Vaca is V-A-C-A is cow I believe you're right um, it's kind of it's kind of a shit name well his name would be Alvar Nunez head of cow It is. Sounds better in Spanish. Okay. I will say that. It does. But, um, yeah, that's, I guess I saw that and I was like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, he, 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 he was involved in this beeline across the, uh, across the, um, Gulf. Um, this dude would go on to survive, make his way to Texas, and then return to Spain. And he wrote a best-selling account of his adventures. I bet he did. He pulled the he pulled the Hillary Clinton. Uh, he pulled the Hillary Clinton. He he pulled the he pulled the post president move in uh, in sixteen whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah. So in that account was this um, this uh, encounter with these people trying to kill them while crossing a lake. The big lake. The big lake, yeah. Uh, well, truly wild. Um, so yeah, I just I, I always find those uh, stories interesting because like they really had no idea what they were getting into. Literally no clue. They had no clue. They were hitting the shores and just whatever happened happened. I mean, uh, Cortez burned. He burned the ships. Burned the boats. He said, "We're not going. We're not. We're not, we're not going, going back. back. We're it's, not leaving. It's here or nothing." <laughs> Oh, man. Wild. Wild, wild. That story always amazes me. Always amazes me. And how they, how they, like, how they, how they took control of the Aztec Empire. Oh, it's they, unbelievable. They, like, they got to the main city and basically just cut off supplies and just, like, starved the city out. Classic technique. Classic. Classic. That's what the uh, Athenians did to the Spartans. Oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of, in terms, his goal was to conquer. Mm-hmm. As bad as it was, as many lives as he took. Um, it, that was his goal. And if you're looking at how he executed that goal. Well executed. Well executed. Well, yeah, can't, don't, can't say we condone it. No. Well we executed not, plan. Do not condone killing innocents, but from his point of view, he nailed it. He did. Yeah. He really did. Um, so... I thought it was it was interesting in um, one of the other articles Eric had sent me that uh, in colder climates, uh, people animals and people tend to be uh, larger. Oh yeah. Uh, because it is an adaptation to survive uh, colder temperatures. Makes sense. So which is why uh, polar bears are larger than bears not oh, found in Antarctica, yeah, yeah, yeah. like as opposed to a brown bear. Oh okay okay. Thought that was interesting. So in Patagonia, yeah. those of you who don't know, 
lots of mountains, lots the of mountains. Andes, yeah. um, colder climate than typically what uh, Europe was experiencing. Yeah, which would lead to uh, larger humans. Because it's why the Vikings are so big. Probably why the Vikings are so big. That's why our friend Jonas is so big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a friend. Uh, he's on the. Shout out Jonas. Yeah, shout out Jonas. Um, he's on the Finnish. Um, rugby. Rugby team. Yeah, he's on the the national team for Finland, and he I think he's six seven. Six 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 seven. Six six. Yeah. Um, he is huge. He's just a <laughs> massive man. Yeah. He is though. He's not just, only is he tall, he is just he's built. Oh, he's oh built. yeah. Oh my goodness. He yeah. Um, we were talking about trying to tackle. If you were trying right, to tackle playing him, rugby, yeah. oh, you'd get run over. The Normal rugby. person would get get yeah. absolutely destroyed. Um, it's very clear to see people like Jonas. So he's from he's Finnish. Yep. Um, it's just like wow. I get why your ancestors were conquerors because they were physically superior as you are today yeah. to say me <laughs> <laughs> I know like like they said the Spaniards were like low end of five feet mm-hmm. I know I know the Vikings didn't come down and invade Spain but I imagine like going to like England oh my goodness and uh, I mean the Brits they're not small people but they're not they're not fairly standard yeah they're fairly standard and they're probably smaller back then I can only imagine just like big Vikings coming and just oh it's so it's so weird like when I like gave Jonas a hug we saw him a couple weeks ago for a wedding it was like he just like wrapped me up like in his arms I felt like a kid (laughs) like my head was just like in his chest and he kind of like leaned over a little bit yeah yeah kind of crazy oh it was wild yeah (laughs) yeah no it really is well um yeah I just thought those are always cool stories to me um and honestly I really I I I honestly will try to find more like that because um I just love hearing like what what people, uh, what kind of those old explorers, like, initially thought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some records are lost. But there's, a, I mean, there seems to be a good amount that... It is a, it is interesting to see how the worldview has, has yeah. changed over time. And how understanding of uh, different people and culture has developed as the world has shrunk, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I 100% agree. Um, well, Kyle, it is wedding season. It is. It is wedding season. It is wedding season out there. Uh, cheers to everyone that has been getting married, uh, or engaged for that matter. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, so in, um, celebration. In the uh, spirit. In the spirit of getting married, I thought it would be... See what I did there? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. In the spirit of getting married, we um, have come across some haunted locations that, uh, if you so choose, you can get married at. Um, so, this is from this is from Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever had anything from Reader's Digest. Podcast first. Yeah, I mean, seriously. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, they had some good, they had some good places, so, um, real fast, though, can I snag that computer charger from you? Thanks. You're welcome. Um, Eric and I, um, it's, it's pretty funny, I don't know how it happened, but I can't even remember at this point, one of us lost our computer charger. I, I, I lost mine, yeah. I'm oh. actually gonna get one new one next oh, week. Yeah. Nice. Uh, um, Eric and I have been sharing a computer charger for, I think, three years. Yeah. I think just about. And we have not had any <laughs> any no, issues. <laughs> no, none. I don't. I don't think we've ever like both computers have been dead. Nope. Um. So for those of you uh, at home or in the car or whatnot, it uh, a little factoid for yeah, you. A little, little podcast <laughs> podcast <laughs> sabermetrics. Hey, teamwork makes a dream work. So, uh, starting off from this wonderful Reader's Digest article, um, we've talked about that. It's the first uh, on the list. Uh, the Rose Hall Great House in Jamaica. Um, so, Jamaica, tropical, a tropical paradise. Um, so, this house um, 
Uh, there's apparently a spirit of a widow referred to as the White Witch who stalks the grounds. And um, if this was built in 1770, it eventually became the residence of John Rose Palmer. Um, in 1820, Palmer married a woman named Anne, who, according to legend, possessed black magic powers, murdered him. Um, two successive husbands also murdered and several lovers, and she supposedly still hangs out there. So. How do you feel about destination weddings? Oh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I would like to have a destination wedding. Okay. Any, any thoughts where? No. Just when you get there. Yeah, I haven't really, I haven't thought about where, but. Okay. Yeah. I know a good spot. It's called, uh. The Rose Hall Great House. It's in Jamaica. Oh, <laughs> is it really? Yeah. I'll put that on the list. Uh, you want to take the next one? Yeah, so this one's called uh, the Stanley Hotel. Mm. It's in Estates Park, Colorado. Uh, this was actually the inspiration for Stephen King's novel, The Shining. Yep. Uh, the Stanley Hotel in Colorado, it's over 100 years old um, and is supposedly haunted by the original owner and his wife. Uh Uh, who uh, died in room um, 217. As the story goes, the room had a gas leak when the owner, Wilson, happened to walk by holding a candle. That's which, unfortunate. For those of you who don't know, would cause a boom, pretty much immediate explosion. Yep. It is a beautiful hotel. Looks like it has water accessibility. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, this is definitely this is like one of the most famous haunted locations in America. Yeah. Colorado would probably be close. I I I well, I'm a mountain person, so. Mm-hmm. You are. You I'm are definitely mountain a mountain man. person. Going to Colorado, in the July, should be fun. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Family, family vacation. Uh-huh. Um, so this next one, um, Tutbury Castle in East Staffordshire, UK. This place looks really old. Um, over a thousand years over a thousand years yeah so it was this castle that Scottish royal and English political prisoner Mary Queen of Scots was detained by Queen Elizabeth I the castle has been around for like Kyle said nearly a thousand years and Mary was held captive here on four separate occasions some believe this important uh, figure still hangs out I couldn't imagine being captured and being put in the same place four separate times. <sighs> that know. would really just... It's like, oh, once again. Back, could you could you imagine, like, the third time, like, the second time, you're like, oh, like, I, you know, I'm down here again. But the yeah. third time, you're just like, how has this happened? How did I end up here again? <laughs> yeah. Some would say back and better than ever. So, but couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. No, she probably didn't think that either, so... Um, this next one is in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. It's called the Historic Anchorage Hotel. Uh, this is actually a, a cold case, a little murder. Ooh. Um, it is a hotel and a wedding venue. Um, the city's first uh, chief of police, Jack S- Strogus. Sturgis, I think. Sturgis, thank you. Uh, was found murdered in 1921 with uh, a, a bullet um, found in his back from his own gun. Damn. Murder was never, uh, never solved. Hmm. I imagine, uh, Alaska in 1921 was a pretty lawless place. So, yeah. I mean, Chicago was pretty lawless. And <laughs> <laughs> New York was pretty lawless. I can only imagine what Alaska looked like. There's a, there's a John, a John Mulaney skate. I was listening to John Mulaney a couple nights yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about, like, before DNA, like, to get away with murder, you only just, you just don't be there, like, when other people arrive. Like, I know. there's no, like, there are ways to, like, dispose of your clothes or, like, have, you know, alibis or whatnot. Yeah. Just don't be there. Just when, when as other people, fast as you can. And it was so, it, I know it's, it's comedy, but he was, like, part of, like, in the Wild West, People were, were like, famous outlaws. Yeah. Like, not only did those people, like, murder people and, like, rob banks, they would, they would go in, just, like, unmasked, like, 
I'm here and I'm gonna murder you and take your money. Yeah. And people like knew who they were and they were they were celebrities. <laughs> they were. How they wild were, is that? They were. <laughs> they, they, I I've thought of that before. Um, they were. They just did whatever they wanted and as long as they could like outrun the law. Lawless. Lawless society. And dude, honestly, like I imagine some law just didn't even chase after them because they knew they were there was more of them Uh and they didn't want to die. They risking your own life. Yeah, no one wants to die. And like you said, this is dude, Chicago, metropolitan area, like like Wild West. This is in Alaska. (laughs) I know, man. Wild. Uh this next one, shout out uh, shout out LA. Yeah. I actually didn't know this. I've driven past this. Oh, really? I mean, dude, hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Chateau Marmont. Um, this notorious L.A. landmark is a place where... Wow, we were just talking about John Belushi and the mm-hmm. Blues Brothers. Uh, John Belushi overdosed and died in, in the early 80s. Um, wow. His spirit is said to haunt Bungalow 3 of the Chateau Marmont. Um, he reportedly communicated with at least one of his guests... In 1999, a family stayed at the hotel with a toddler, and the toddler apparently would giggle to himself as if laughing at a joke, despite that he was just hanging out by himself. So. Uh, this next one's called the the Brisman Building. It's in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> this building is uh, a critically acclaimed and best known for uh, the movie Shawshank Redemption. Um, an anonymous Brisbane building representative experienced the first-hand haunting. He said, Our lead investigator took a team up to the third floor uh, next to the elevator where the employee had literally lost his head in 1911. As he began to describe the incident to the anxious team of ghost hunters, he suddenly dropped to the floor and lost consciousness. Wow. He said as if his soul was... Yanked swiftly and painfully from his body, taking him to another place. Whew. Well, damn, I wouldn't want that to happen. That sounds... That sounds intense. Like, stuff like that? No interest. No interest in going there. No, no. Ohio's a weird place. Ohio's a very weird place. Ohio's a weird place. It's just, it's a lot bigger than people think. If you've ever driven through Ohio, there's a lot there. Well, and there's a lot of people. There's a ton of people. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of major cities that I don't think people, like, realize. Yeah. Um, you obviously have, like, Columbus, Cleveland, Toledo. Like, Dayton, Ohio has a lot of people. Dayton, Ohio has two universities in it. It has Dayton and Wright State. Yeah. I mean, dude, Columbus, huge, Cleveland. That's yeah. That's why. So there's like the two yeah. big ones. Cleveland, dude. Cleveland. I know people hate on Cleveland, but Cleveland is, has been like one of the most important cities. It sits on the lake. Mistake on the lake. I believe. Yeah. It does. It's yeah. freezing there, oh, and it is quite windy. Same with Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this next place is also in Ohio. Um, it's in Lucas, Ohio. It's the main barn of Malabar. Um, so this is Malabar Farm State Park. Um, <clears throat> the activity that takes place in the barn um, happened, uh, well, one time happened during the preparation and performance of a play, which um, recounts the details of the murder of the Rose family by arsenic poisoning at, at the hands of their daughter and sister, Jesus. Celia. Um the director of the play reported lights and other technology malfunctioning and uh, footsteps where there was no one and other unexplained phenomena. Oh. Um, so this next one is the uh, 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Hmm. Um, and uh, This hotel carries the title America's Most Haunted Hotel. Uh, you can book a brief stay, wedding, and they even do ghost tours. Hey. Uh, Previous guests, human and feline, are said to keep company during your stay, appearing in your room or at the edge of your bed. Hotel workers who have died on the premises might visit you as well. 
Wow, most haunted hotel in America. I'm not a cat guy, so I think I'm good. <laughs> Would you stay there? No, well, also, it's in Arkansas. I really don't. Arkansas is not on my list of states that I really care about going to. Is it at the closer to the top of that list? Uh, Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Arkansas is like in the middle. Okay. I've been to um, Branson, Missouri, which is kind of on the border, and there's some nice hills. It's 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 nice country. Um, Walmart is headquartered in uh, Arkansas. It is. Yeah. Bentonville, I believe. Uh, this hotel in Eureka Springs, the the eight sixty six Crescent. Yeah. Um, I wonder what the spa looks like. <laughs> it's a eight hour drive. Okay. If you ever. Um, it's a little day trip. Oh, it's kind of close to Missouri. Like close to Springfield. Oh really? Yeah. Um. This next one is the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. Um. This has been the temporary home of many stars. Um. This is the haunting you want. The, I'm, yeah, I, I'd be down for this. Um, spotting the ghost of Marilyn Monroe, I think that I'd be cool with that. Um, along with being able to hear uh, the faint clicking of a phantom typewriter. That's not too bad. And uh, a mysterious trumpet. A little serenade. Like I said, all, yeah. all things. of all. When I read through this list, yeah. I was like, that's if I had to stay at one, that's it. That's where you're going. Um, yeah. This one probably is... This next one is one that I is close to the bottom of my list that I would not be interested. Dude, New Orleans is a freaky place. <laughs> <laughs> I only want to go to New Orleans in the daytime. This is a uh, the Bourbon Orleans Hotel. It um hasn't always been a hotel. Mm-mm. In the mid eighteen hundreds, it was also an orphanage, uh, Covent, Covent, and Convent. Co- holy, yeah. wow. <laughs> Too many uh, twisted T's. Too many twees. Um, a convent, excuse me, and a medical facility. Uh, people have stayed there, apparently have seen a ghost of a Confederate soldier and an ill child. Anything that was used as orphanage or medical facility... Count me out. I would say not really... No. Not for me. It's too much bad energy. I cannot imagine the pain of being a hospital patient pre nineteen nineteen eighties. Now nineteen ninety nine. No, it is so true. Yeah. I mean the fact that like amputation they would just like get you really drunk, tell you to bite on a towel and like cut your leg off. Ah. Uh, uh, Whoa. Uh, uh. And you pro and there was no chance of surviving. Like you might get infected. Oh yeah, you probably yeah. well you probably will. You probably would get infected. Well, like you have yeah. an infection, so we're just gonna cut your leg off and yeah. like maybe use these dirty bandages from this other dead person and like hopefully you survive. Dude, germ theory's only been around for like two hundred years. Florence Nightingale. Yeah. Our lady, new bandages. Damn, that's that's wild. It really is. Um, God, germ theory. Could you imagine? I like. I have hand sanitizer at my desk that I use at least three or four times a day. Oh, dude. And you sure. are just all over the place with, like, your hands. Oh, you just man. have no clue. Just, like, touching uh, touching food, killing animals. Oh, dude, you're out on the farm all day touching uh, stuff. Like you shit. said, dealing with livestock. Yeah. Oh, man, man. That, like, I have, I have like, chill. I, know, I, just, <laughs> I just, like, shook. I just got like, goosebumps. Oh, man. Um, okay, last one here. Um, the, I'm probably going to mispronounce this. Um, the Troquilar, Troquilar. You did great. Yeah. T-R-A-Q-U-A-I-R, uh, house in, uh, Peeblesshire, no, Pebbleshire. Pebbleshire. Pebbleshire, Scotland, um... This is the <laughs> the oldest continuously inhabited house in Scotland. Um, it's huge. Yeah. So the twenty first lady of the of this house, who lives in the house now with her husband and children, 
Um, according, according to, uh, according to a tour guide, uh, Patricia Smith, the ghost, um, a woman of, a woman in an outdated gown appeared to a worker in the fields, um, passed through a closed gate and disappeared into the woods. Um, after the worker viewed portraits of the family, she identified the lady as Lady Louisa Stewart, who passed away in 1896. Um, just a few short years of turning 100. Oh, congratulations. So, pretty classic, classic ghost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, to wind down the, uh, to wind down the show, Kyle, out of all these, where would you like to get married at? <sighs> to get married? I mean, yeah, you don't have to think about the wedding. Just like, where would where would you want to be? Oh, jeez. So that's a great question. I think the best option is is the um, the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. Mm. That's the one I feel most comfortable with, for sure. But I wouldn't want to get married in Hollywood. No, no, I agree. If I had to choose based on, I mean, I would recommend looking at some of these pictures because there are oh yeah absolutely gorgeous. They're beautiful. It is. It is probably this place that I would like to stay the least, the second most fearful. Yeah. Um. But the the Rose Hall in Jamaica. Yeah. Dude, it looks. It looks awesome. Awesome. It does. It looks great. If I get married there and then like go on my honeymoon somewhere else, I'd I'm, I'm, I'm be down for that. I, I've said it before on this show, uh, like dark, dark magic and like voodoo is just not... Don't mess with it. There are a lot of things like I read like, oh, that's interesting. Eric and I got our, our cards read. Like I'll get, you yeah. know, whatever. That is not something I am comfortable with <laughs> at all. No, no, I agree, man. I'm, I'm with you. And for that for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. What about what about you? I'd probably do uh, the Rose Hall or the, mm-hmm. this last one, the uh, in 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 uh, Scotland. Yeah. In Scotland. In Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Looks nice. Yeah, it does. Very green. Probably not too hot. Scotland's pretty. Probably not pretty hot chill. At all. Well, cool. Um... Any last thoughts? Um, last thoughts. Uh, since we have last, I don't. Did we talk about the tickle documentary? We did not. On the last. No. So, so there's a there's a documentary on <laughs> Hulu. Is it on Hulu? I think so. It is on Hulu. That's yeah. why it took so long because I didn't know we had Hulu. Um, it's called Tickled. It's a yeah. documentary that uh, Eric. Uh, Myself and our other roommate Elliot um, have watched. Um, it's about competitive tickling. Mm-hmm. Uh, just get past the first like seven minutes. It's uh, I thought it, I thought it was fascinating. I did as well. If you're looking for a documentary that will surprise you, this is definitely <laughs> this is definitely it. And it's done by the same investigative journalist that did um, Dark Tourism on Netflix, which we have talked about. Um, the McCamey Manor was one of the places that he visited in, uh, I can't remember what town in Tennessee, but it's somewhere in Tennessee. Um, and yeah, so this guy, I can't remember, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, unfortunately, but he's, uh, I believe he's new from New Zealand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, really good stuff. Uh, if you haven't watched Dark Tourism, definitely do that. I think it's still on Netflix. Um, it is. Yeah, I think it was a Netflix produced thing. So, but yeah, he. I think he did Tickled before. I, I believe so as well. Before Dark Tourism. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, do you have any any thoughts? Um. No, I don't. I think I'm. I think I'm good. Um. Everyone, yeah, everyone have a great fourth. Be safe. Yeah. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, I imagine. God. Don't, don't do anything we wouldn't do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. I, well, I do have a thought now that I say that. I'm, can you imagine some of the shit that ER people see on like the 4th of July? It's probably one of the toughest weeks. I imagine it's one of the most frustrating times for people that work in the ER. Consistently. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Mm. It's really... 
tough dealing with explosives. Yeah. And then when you add just a ton of inebriation yep. plus yep. explosives. Not good. I just like... I feel like our... I, I don't know. I don't have any facts to, to back this up. I feel like our generation is like smarter about that stuff. Yeah, I would agree. Probably on overall. Maybe. I don't know if it's just like us or like our friends, but I feel like we are a little more... Uh, Cautious, yeah. Of like, hey, yeah. Do one or the other. <laughs> no, for real. Well, also, yeah. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't experienced any. Just like, well, I think. I think. I feel like big fireworks. Like, there's going to be huge fireworks downtown Nashville. You know, Boston, New York, all these big cities. I feel like that's more of a thing now. I could be wrong. Than th- like than your doing own. your own fireworks. Uh-huh. I feel like these massive firework shows are more. More so now. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But, yes, be safe. Um, and don't hurt yourself. Don't get, uh, don't get lost. Um, be smart. And uh, happy 4th to everyone out there in the U.S. celebrating and um, everyone around the world. Americans. Um, and you can uh, catch us uh, on Apple Podcasts world we live in rate and review you can email us world we live in podcast at gmail.com and um catch us on twitter world we live pod and you can we're on spotify google uh google podcasts uh no google did podcasts yeah they have their platform yeah. of course they of course they do yeah I mean, why they did gotta i compete. why did i not <laughs> you gotta compete although google did shut down uh Google Plus. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Breaking news. As of like a month ago. (laughs) Kyle with the breaking news. Uh, Okay. That's it. We're leaving. Uh, Everyone have a great weekend. Have a good fourth. And we'll talk to you later.